Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Signs from the Other Side with Fern Rone. I'm your host, Fern Rone, and this is the place to share stories of signs and messages received from the other side. This is season five, and there will be a new episode every Tuesday until the end of 2020. Be sure to subscribe in Apple Podcasts. And if you love these stories, also be sure to join my private Facebook group. Just search Believers in Signs. And if you like to read and you like stories like Bridget Jones, but with signs and meetings with Spirit Incorporated, check out my novels, Better in the Morning and Better Believe It. And if you have any questions or want to reach out to me, you can find me on all social media at Fern Rone, R-O-N-A-Y, and on my website, fernrone.com. Thank you so much for listening and on to the show. When Diane Michael was 10 years old, her mother was diagnosed with breast cancer. When she was 19, her mother passed away, and for many years, Diane avoided coming to terms with her mother's death. In her book, After Mom, An Insightful Journey to Healing After Death, she writes, I had wasted too much time avoiding and refusing to face the truth of what her death meant and still means to my daily life. I had pushed too many people away. I was in and out of bouts of depression, and I was tired of it. After Mom is a journey and a guide for anyone looking for hope and healing. And I'm so happy to be talking with you, Diane. How are you? Oh, my gosh. You give me goosebumps reading that. I just Your voice is so beautiful, Fern. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're so sweet. So we connected on Instagram where all great friendships are made in 2020. Yes. And <laughs> you are at Universe Nudge. And I just love how open you are. You're very, very open. And I said before we, before I read the intro, I said, you know, if like you want me to cut anything out, let me know. And you, and you were like, no, an open book. And I love that. Thank you for sharing. Cause it's not oh easy God, to share I pain. I, love, I, I, yeah, I mean, it's not an, we live in this society where bereavement is like a three day process. If you work for a good company And it's like, wait a minute. And I was actually talking to another woman about this. And she said, you know, it's crazy. It takes, you know, you get how much time off when you have a baby and then how much time after you have a lot, you know, for a loss and for grief and, you know, what grief does to us. So I think the more that we talk about that, the better. And I think that it helps more people and we can all support one another. Yes. I want to start from the beginning. It sounds like your mom was great. What was she like? Yes, she, she, everyone, I, not everyone, but I think most people think that they have the best parent, you know, the, you know, I have the number one mom, number one dad, but I always explain it that my grandmother, her mother said that she never lied to her. And that even when my mom was in college, she called and asked my grandmother for permission to do something that was more adult and she should and she wasn't in any way you know a goody two-shoes but she just was very she was a godly woman very angelic I knew from a very young age that uh, she wanted to commit her life to Christ um, that you know that's her path 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, and she just, she, I was so blessed because she just showered, showered me from, you know, from the earliest memory with just so much confidence and love and mm-hmm. you know, really shaped my, my, my way of life. But yeah, she, she was, she was a special one for sure. Deeply Aww. missed. You know, mm-hmm. I only got the 19 years and we were just starting to become, you know, adult friends. Yeah. So I was getting out of that phase where it's a mother figure, you know, the maternal guidance. It was going more into the friendship and then and then it ended. So that so even though that part of it is awful, that the time that I did get uh is so is it shaped everything. Ten years old and nineteen years old are both so young to be mm-hmm. dealt such such heavy things in life like do you remember when you were 10 and and she did she explain to you the diagnosis you know it's crazy what the book did for me and I hope that it does for others is that when I went to write the 11 insights there's 11 chapters I call them insights Mm -hmm. and there's 11 dig deeper so there's like a there's an opportunity at the end of each of the insights to really digest going backwards and also forward, backwards, present, and forward. But the backwards, I did myself. So as I was writing the book, I I redid exercises that I had learned from coaches and counselors. But then I, you know, created some on my own. And when I went backwards into the day of diagnosis, she, just real quick, she, she found out that she had breast cancer. She was 36. I was staying at my grandparents' house. I got the phone. And, you know, this is back in, what is this? So this would have been 1990. So, you know, we didn't have cell phones. And, you know, yeah. how you would listen on the other side of the phone and you put uh-huh. your hand over the dial. Uh-huh. So she was upset and she was never upset. Mm-hmm. And so I stayed on the phone while my grandmother got on and she said, Mom, it's cancer. And I really mm-hmm. lightly put the phone down And so I wrote about that in After Mom, but what I realized is that she nor my father ever sat us down and told us. So so I didn't realize that, so I had to bring that up to my father. I was like, wait a minute, you guys never told us. There was Mm -hmm. never a sit-down moment where, and, you know, I had to go backwards and go, okay, now why didn't she do that? And you have to, you know, going backwards, you have to, when they're not here, you can only take the thought process from another loved one or your mm-hmm. own assumptions. And I hate to make assumptions, but, you know, I can only imagine she was 36 and I've been 36. So mm-hmm. what do you know, really? At 36. Uh-huh. And then having a 10 year old and a 12 year old and a husband and it's 1990 where breast cancer really wasn't, uh, you know, mm-hmm. very common, especially everything wasn't pink then after that. They, like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so I think, you know, maybe she was, you know, didn't know the outcome and maybe possibly thought, who knows what she thought, but, you know, we, but we never were told. So I, that was something that came out of memory loss, mm. you know, the, the body knows how to take care of the trauma. And mm. for some reason, my, my, you know, they, they decided not to tell us. So it just be kind of became a way of life. It was like a switch. Like one day everything was normal, and the next day you're 10 and you're an adult, and cancer's been in your life forever. In a way, I almost feel like maybe they felt that it would be 
easier, it would be less traumatic to just have it instead of doing a sit down and scaring you, maybe it would have been less traumatic to just be like, this is what mom has and, and we're dealing with it in a way. And yeah, and who knows what they thought, you know, because she had it for 10, so she, she had the, the BRCA1, BRCA2 gene, mm. so it kept coming back. Mm-hmm. So it came back nine or 10 times over the course of 10 years. And so, you know, maybe she thought she was, you know, it was just going to, you have a surgery, you take care of it, it goes way, life goes on. I don't know. Right, I don't right. know, but, but it was, it was one of those things that I just, it was so good for me to remember that that wasn't a moment because yes. that is a big moment for people. Yes. And there's just healing and like in remembering and oh, being like, that's how they yeah. did it with no, you know, like we're not judging our parents. They did the best right. they could. And, and, yes. and that's just how it happened. Yes. And your grandmother, yeah. she was, so your mom had the genes and your grandmother, did your grandmother? She doesn't have it. I don't have it. My aunt does not have it. Yeah. So she's, she's, she's just a unique one, unfortunately, but yeah. that was tough for me too. When I got that result, I actually asked, I, when my mom was alive, I wanted to get it. And she asked me not to, because she just didn't want me to be so young and have mm. to deal with the decision thereafter yeah. and then so I had it when I was 26 and and I didn't really even think it was going to be a big deal until I got the results and when I got the results it was a huge deal you know it was yeah. this overwhelming uh you know just relief that mm. if I get it it's going to be just like anyone else it's not because of my genes you know there's a book the body keeps the score and i i want to read it it's on my yeah. list but you mentioned about um the body holding on to trauma and it's interesting that you said that you didn't think it was a big deal until you got the results and then you felt relief like your body was holding right. on to and maybe like telling yourself it's you know it's not kind of downplaying it in your mind and but it was a huge deal because you felt such relief right so it is so interesting. It it really is. And, and I, I have learned to love healing and I have loved to bring up the pain of the past. And a lot of that's very challenging. And, and again, like we, you know, we said earlier, it's not that a lot of people talk about it. I, I know that, and I, you know, I talk about this in the book, I talk about this all the time is, you know, when people bring up death I love to dive into it mm-hmm. you know I, I love to say oh lots of love to you and how did they if you don't mind me asking how did they mm-hmm. pass and you know tell me about them because so often through my entire life it was if my mother was brought up it was and they knew that she had cancer very quickly they wanted to change the subject mm. or for the past 20 years it's been the same thing with her death and I want to talk about her. I want yeah. to keep her memory alive. You always can see empathy and, and sympathy in people's eyes. I just feel that it's so uncomfortable for so many people. And I just, I really, I love, I, I love to talk about it. And I love to talk to others because I can tell it makes them feel good. I've yeah. never once talked to someone where I thought they were uncomfortable or didn't want to talk about it. And I, and I usually ask, is it okay if we talk about this? Yeah. I think there's so much healing in it. Yes. I mean, I, I literally, I can't remember one person that hasn't been obliged to start speaking because, you know, these, I read yeah. somewhere that they're only the length of a hair away from us. Yeah. 
so you know they're here they're with yeah. that's my belief is obviously yeah. this is all, all my opinions but uh-huh. they're, they're here and so it's like okay well if you're here and I'm here and they're here and we're not talking about them anymore it's just it's you know, it, I know it's tough and yeah. it, it was it was tough for me for 18 years I mean I had to go through a lot of coaching and a lot of counseling and a lot of deep 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 work you know um, they got me where they I am but a lot of stuff that was painful to get to a place where I finally decided that if I was going to be healthier that I would have to bring her up more because it was easier just to push her away yeah I want to ask you about that yeah because you say you just you describe self-medicating to deal with the loss but that writing the book was so healing but was there a, a breaking point before that no, and were you just, self-medicating it, with, with, I mean, we, I know you're very open, but if you could describe yeah, yeah, it, you know, yeah, a lot of people no, definitely, do that. Yeah, no, I'm talking about anything. So, well, when I, when I was, when, you know, when I was in my teens, I really, I, looking back, I believe I was very much acting out and mm-hmm. very much escaping through experimenting with drugs and, uh, and drinking and, you know, not being a good teenager, especially mm-hmm. when the mother was, my mother was going through serious tra- trauma and she was sick and, you know, and yeah. I was acting out and that was very selfish of me, but that's what I had to do for, for me. Um, right. You then, were in you know, pain. In my, it's not like a matter of being yeah. a good teenager or a bad teenager. The bad quote right. teenagers are in pain. I yeah. yeah. I mean, it it and I think that she knew that it's interesting. I have cards from her that say that I know that you're making these decisions, you know, for yourself. But I just I wish that you would make better ones. And you know, as an adult looking back, it's like, oh gosh, I can't imagine her. I don't have children, so I, I can't imagine, you know, not being able to to help your child take mm-hmm. away their pain. But yeah, self medicating pr- pretty much through alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, all my life and, mm-hmm. you know, really getting to a point where I knew that there was a lot of depth that I hadn't explored and I knew it was about her mm-hmm. and, and self-medicating in, in relationships, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it's not always, it's not always with the, you know, with the bottle or with drugs, you know, yeah. it's like I would push people away, I, you know, they would get mm-hmm. close and as they got closer, it'd be like, yeah, we're done. I don't need you in my life because I wanted to control the who leaves me when. Mm. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I so I just decided all of about yeah about three years ago, like right before I started to write the book. About three years ago, I just I was thirty seven, and I just decided, you know, I, I'm I'm doing all these great things in my life, but I don't feel good. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm an accomplishment person. So I was like, check, 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 check. Mm-hmm. And that, but internally I knew that there was just a lot of exploration that needed to happen for me to be healthier. And mm-hmm. fortunately the path took me into just like a new way of living. And I just really, I feel really blessed because it, through the, through all the trauma and the pain, it's finally, has come to a point where it's like, okay, I have, I have a way of healing, you know, where I don't believe that I'm ever going to be healed. Obviously I want her Mm -hmm. here with me forever, but Mm -hmm. being able to talk to you and to get the message out to others that, Hey, it took 20 years for me. Yeah. Yeah. People say, when does it stop hurting? I'm like, I'll let you know. In those 20 years, were you 
just like if she popped into your mind were you like it was like sounded like a lot of avoidance did you avoid talking about her I did. People say there's not a day I don't think about her. There were weeks that I wouldn't think about her. Mm. And I'm not ashamed to say that. I I pushed her away. I just didn't. I didn't have pictures of her around the house. I worked for the American Cancer Society. So there was a period of time where I had to talk about her quite a bit. They, you know, they threw me on stage and they wanted me to make people cry, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. And yeah, and 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 I get that. Like, you know, we've raised we raised millions of dollars, but looking back it's like, oh, that you know, that that was interesting. But yeah. in my private time, you know, in, in mm-hmm. my in yeah. in my dialogue with myself and in my home, I never only only two or three days a year. So her birthday, um, the day of and the day of her death were wow. always really big for me so I yeah shut off and I'd watch videos you know of us as kids and her mm-hmm. hugging me after I won a race you know mm-hmm. and and then read all the books that she like she wrote journals to us so Aww. when we died we got these journals mm-hmm. oh how special so That's amazing so special so it sounds yeah, like so. the rest of the year you were you were just kind of like keeping busy accomplishments, checking things off and avoiding going there. But that going there really helped to it's never going to be like you say fully healed, but what a what a healing journey. What a what a difference it sounds. I have like. a new relationship with her. She yeah. literally is in my world. She just doesn't live in this country. Yes. <laughs> yes, you know? yes. You describe in one dream visit, you said, she said, I'm a hugger now. Yes. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Oh, and she wasn't one. a hugger. Yeah, I know. And she, yeah, so she was little. She was 93 pounds and five oh. foot one. So she was tiny. Yeah, she had five and a half size shoes. I have six oh. and a half. So I'm, I'm small, but like she was tiny. <laughs> and, she had small bones and she, although you could feel her love and, and her energy, she just wasn't a PDA person. She didn't hug. I mean, it was, yeah. and that, that's unfortunate because I, you know, I really wish I would have had more of the, the touch and feel love from my parents. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I searched for that, I think too young Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's kind of the ripple effect of how things, you know, occur. But, it, yeah, so she she uh, she hugs me on a frequent basis. <sighs> and, I, and I really feel like I can feel it. I had to open up more, though, to make that happen. Yeah. You know, I, I had to really, you know, start talking to her. I travel a lot. So I'm in the car a lot, and I talk to her. And she, without fail, without fail fail the Fuji's come on <laughs> every time I start talking to her because she came in my room when I was like 16 and the Fuji's came you know came out with a remake of a song from her time and she says this is a remake I'm like no it's not it's the Fuji's <laughs> she's like no it's the remake and I'm like no it's not it's Lauren Hill <laughs> That's without awesome. fail yeah without fail or I mean she's just She's constantly sending signs. And I grew up because she was a godly woman. I grew up, she she just read us the Bible. She didn't believe in church. Or she didn't believe in organized religion. Mm-hmm. She just believed in the Bible. And so, 
you know, I, I'm pretty versed and I've always, from the Bible side, there's only one quote unquote omnipresent, which would be God. Right. Mm -hmm. But she, she's omnipresent for sure, because, Mm -hmm. you know, I know that she's with my nephews at times. I know that she's with me and, you know, like, I just, I don't subscribe to, you know, one way. I just Mm -hmm. know she's, I know she's with me and, and when I need her, she's there. It's really powerful, but this is new. This is a whole new relationship. Like I really had to wait for this. You know, like I said, I don't know where I read it, but I thought it was just such a beautiful thing is that they're as far away from us as the, you know, the thickness of a piece of hair. Yeah. So they're right here. So it's like, okay, well, how can I invoke her in? And I know it's, you know, some people think it's kooky, but for me, it's, it's so evident. Yes. No, you're in the right place. <laughs> if it's kooky, <laughs> then you're here. But yes, yeah. and, and it's, it, I, I think that maybe the Bible says that only God is omnipresent, but we're all coming from like the source, which is love and right. so all pieces of love. So we're all god not to be disrespectful yes. but we're all god. I, you know, I, I believe i believe that too yeah, yeah. like and how, do, how does anybody really know i just know what i believe uh-huh. and it works like you know she's here yeah and absolutely. she i mean even getting this book i mean even you and i connecting like there there she's in that you know your grandfather's in that you know there's yeah. there's a lot of connection that we will we won't understand until we're there. And mm-hmm. I just think that the more that I open myself up to that, the more that I'm gifted with new thoughts, with memories, with experiences. And I don't really, you know, I, I, I don't really care what other people think. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They're on their own path. It's fine. But we got each other. They're on their own path. Yeah. I appear. So I believe that we can connect with our loved ones, our spirit guides when we're asleep. Cause you know, we're on a different plane. It's when we're awake, we're more, a little more guarded. So if I'm trying to work something out, I'll say to my husband, like, I got to go to sleep. I got to talk to my grandparents about it. Aww. And then I think like, I'm not going to, re- I don't remember really any dream of only one with my one grandmother. I don't remember any dream visits with them, but I f- always feel better in the morning and I yeah. I'll answer throughout the day. And I always say like, there's a reason things often seem better in the morning. And I think it's because you meet with them, you talk about what you're learning, what you're, how you're evolving, how you're growing. It's comforting. And we don't remember it as a form of protection because if we did, sometimes it's sad. Like you described the dream visits with your mom, the ones you remember, obviously you're, you're talking about them, you remember them as bittersweet. And I think there's a protection element of like not remembering is almost a good thing, but just feeling like if you feel better in the morning, like, you know, like you had a good visit. Um, yeah, and so it makes me sad that like, if you remember them, like it's bittersweet, like you'll remember like it feels so real. And then you remember she's not actually. Not, yeah. Here. Yeah. yeah. I actually had one that I, I knew in the dream that I was about to wake up and mm-hmm. I started screaming, I'm not ready. I'm not mm-hmm. ready. You know, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to let you go again. You know, and she's like, but you are. Oh. And I'm like getting emotional about I that. Know. She was like, <laughs> you know, she was like, but you are, you are okay. And I'm like, no, I'm not. And I was, I woke myself up because I was screaming, crying. And I heard myself 
mm-hmm. you know, had that that glitch in the matrix kind of thing. And you're like, whoa, 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 this is weird. But mm-hmm. she was, you know, she was like, no, you are, you, you are okay. And you are good. And I love you. And I'll see you soon. Like it was, there's been, you know, it's, it is bittersweet. You're asking, yes. I mean, there's really no other way for me to describe it, yes. but you know, I, but I love it. Most of the time it's really just love. It's really just, yeah. I'm here. You know, yeah. I'm here, I'm with you, you're good. You know, she always, she thought she was going to pass a couple of years before she did. And mm. it was around when I was 16. And, and she said, you know, I, I wanted to get to the point in my life where I knew that you and your brother were going to be okay. And I know that now, so I'm okay Aww. to go. Aww. Yeah. And oh, so, wow. you know, fortunately we were able to have a couple more years with her, but, you know, she you know, having a 10 year old and a 12 year old, she really wanted us to, she, you know, she wanted to see us at least be, you know, a form of an adult Yeah. and she got to do that. But so, so her messages have, have just been a lot of, it's, it's, it's always love, but it's always, I'm here and you're okay. November, I went through a really traumatic breakup and I, I was having a really hard time with it. And she came to me in the dream and I had to dissect it, but basically, you know, there was a fire, and then she's like, you're going to get hurt, don't go over there, you know, and so mm-hmm. I, you know, I had to make up my own kind of, okay, she's telling me these things. Were you, like, thinking of getting back together with that person? Listen, I would get back with him today. <laughs> he, he 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 got sick. Unfortunately, he got sick and pushed me away. Said that I had too, that I've had too much pain in my life, and that he didn't want to put me through this. And I'm like, that's my decision. Right. But um, yeah. So unfortunately, it's none of it was my decision. But it's it's interesting because feel that when we have a, a loved one who's lost, who's who's we've lost you know, we really have to become this interdependent that, that we didn't ask for. So, Mm -hmm. you know, all of the, all of the questions, you know, I would go to my, I I remember specifically going to my mom at, you know, at 19, she, she died a month before I was 20. So even though it was like Mm -hmm. technically 19, I was 20. There is a big difference between the two, but Mm -hmm. it was in college. I was meeting, I met this guy and he wasn't calling me back. And she said, Diane, he's not calling you back because he doesn't want to be with you. And I'm like, no, no, no. He said he had something to do. And then he was, and she said, and, and, and then, and then she, he said something about his foe, you know, this is like 96 or 99. And my mom goes, Diane, if he wanted to be with you, he would be with you. Don't mm-hmm. call him anymore. And, and mm-hmm. I go, well, that's the little harsh. It was before the, you know, it was before that movie or that yes, book. Um, it's just not, that not into you or, you know, or maybe it was right around the same time. Mm-hmm. But so I said to the guy, you know, so I kept calling and I said, Hey, listen, he's like, I'm going to call you back. I said, listen, I'm not going to call you again. If mm. you're going to call, you know, if you want to be with me, you're going to call me. He's like, Oh no, for sure. And then never called, called me again. So here's this person that gave me wise, direct, honest opinions mm-hmm. that, you know, I don't have anymore. Mm-hmm. And so having the opportunity to have those dreams, you know, that's, that is a way that we can still 
communicate because yeah. all the, you know, it's just that we don't have that immediate like phone call that a lot of people have where they can just yeah. take the phone and say, what do you think about this? Or what's the recipe that you use this one time? You know, and yes. we have to kind of, and I will tell you this, this is crazy, Fern. So she made my father this pear dessert and me yeah. and for our birthdays. I have it written we, down. I have written down, get the recipe, <laughs> pear dessert recipe. Oh my Gosh, I, I'm not like I have goosebumps. So year, years, twenty. This is probably a year ago that we found it, or that in the middle oh, of the did, night it was like found it. Okay, go ahead. I'm so excited. This is so. This is so insane. So we, my father and I, looked for it for years. I had a, I, I owned a food truck, and so I had like basically a chef. And so we told him exactly what it looked like, what it tasted like. He did like three different tries. We're, nope, that's not it. Nope, nope, nope. With all of the internet, we couldn't find it. And it was my dad's birthday about a year and a half, two years. It was right around, it was right after I, I wrote the book. So I had now really started to communicate and things were just really weird. You know, things started mm-hmm. just happening where she was coming out. And I was laying down and I just thought, you know, he would, my father would really, I'm really close with him. I'm like, he would really love to have that pear dessert. I would really love to do that for him. And something told me, I mean, it was late. I was, you know, it was like one or two o'clock and I was in bed and something just told me to grab my phone and to Google image search pear uh, (laughs) dessert. And I have done that, you know, Uh for years. Uh We have looked for it and look, it was the third image. I sent it to my dad right then. I didn't like, he knows that I'm all, I'm a night owl. And so he, you know, mm-hmm. he gets it in the morning and he goes, that sounds a lot like it come over tonight. And I'm like, okay. And I have a video on my universe nudge Instagram where he's pulling it out of the, of the stove and going, Oh, Oh, it's, this is <gasps> it. And it was it. It was oh, it. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> we I'm had been searching so for it for 20 years. It's so I funny know. because, you said like, you know, so like, I think you don't remember it, but then as you go through the day, certain things will come up and you'll be like, I think I should do this. I think I should take that path. And like, you think like, that's just your brain telling you, no, those are, you talked about this. You've, you've, they're telling you what to do. They're helping you. They're guiding you. And you think like it's just coming from your brain, but it's not, it's them. You just don't remember the visit. And she told you, go to the third image. And you didn't remember that visit, but you knew go to the third image. Yep, yeah. it was right there. It was amazing. You know, and it's interesting you did it. I feel that very much. You know, when I, you know, get pushed into different traffic or when, you know, a day isn't didn't, you know, go the way or a meeting gets canceled, I always when when my knee jerk reaction is to get frustrated and angry, I do my best to quickly change to gratitude because I feel like it is a it's mm-hmm. a path that they're, you know, kind of like going, you know, come here, yeah. you know, come here. Yeah. Cause yeah, it's, we're, it's all, like you said, we're all from love. We're all love and it's connected. So yeah. So when people get really upset about going, you know, you know, oh my gosh, there's, you know, there's this backup of an hour. It's like, well, why not be proud? You know, you're, you're there for a reason. There's yeah. a reason that, you know, that you're there. So it's Absolutely. sometimes challenging to be like thankful for every every single uh-huh. moment but it's so it hard and in the moment however I'm reacting I'm like whatever annoyed but then 
more and more it happens quicker and quicker that I realize like I experienced that because I was supposed to learn this like I'm supposed to be learning more patience I'm supposed to be learning more have faith and yeah everything is is meant to teach us as I hard think so. as some of them are sometimes especially in yeah, it's <laughs> um <laughs> so you you mentioned the number 11 I love this mm-hmm. is there 11 <laughs> in your pennies it worked out perfectly to be 11 insights. I know. And you know, well, I made it that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, and I, and I finished it on 211. And yeah, and so I don't remember where it came from. I have, I've had a lot of amazing mentors along the way. And one of them was into numerology. Mm-hmm. And the 1111 and the, any, you know, any one's, consecutively it means if you look it up it it means that there's an angel spirit looking over you and so it's Mm -hmm. definitely not you know just for me and my mom but Mm -hmm. um I've certainly gravitated towards it and and have really you know when I'll do the book the book's 1599 but like I'll do 1111 specials often and Uh you know any when there's like a 211 or 811 or like there's just a lot of power in the ones but it's yeah. interesting for me is that people say oh well you know it's because you're looking for it no I'm not looking for $11.11 as change right at the grocery store you know like right. I didn't create that change I didn't like go around and get uh-huh. a certain amount of you know numbers add up to that right right and then give them the money to then get it like I'm not that smart <laughs> I'm not I'm not, I don't have a beautiful mind like that. So these <laughs> things just come to me. I actually did a podcast a couple of weeks ago. It's uh, the Parentless Podcast. She she lost both her parents. And mine was the, her 11th person. <gasps> so when she so when she sent me the link, it was 11. And then, you know, whatever the title was. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. You know, just, right. just little things that are constant. She's constantly mm-hmm. just constant it's I see it like I, I I'm a night owl like I said so I see it like three times a day I'll see 11 11 1 11 and then another 11 11 or 1 11 sometimes more. <laughs> yes so, and I wouldn't see yeah. that because I'm such a morning person like the other 11 11 like those 11 11 and 1 11 like I'm gonna miss those but like it's yeah. perfect for you and also like people would say like if I got a, a receipt and it was 11 dollars and 11 cents like I would just crumple it up and throw it in my like I wouldn't notice it and I feel like okay, like you're missing out. Like, I hope you get to the point where you start noticing those things because it's a beautiful thing, but let them go on their path. No, I'm a merry way not noticing these things, but when you get to a certain point and you along your path and your evolution, you might become one of those people and what a gift it is. I just got goosebumps, totally. Yeah, the signs are everywhere. And I think it's that being open and that, awareness that it that is just magical you know mm-hmm. it's just it's absolutely magical how things happen and and uh and yeah I just it's it's been fun it's been fun and you know the more I tell people you know my my friends all know about it and it happens all the time in front of them and they're <laughs> always like this the guy I was talking about you know he he wasn't into anything that mm-hmm. had anything to do it like universe or he just he just wasn't Uh ever shown that and the first time we traveled together a random person literally came over to our table and said can I sit with you guys 
and sat with us, asked us where we were from, and then said, you know, I don't know why I'm, I'm wanting to tell you this, but for whatever reason, you know, I have, I see 111, I see 1111 <gasps> all the time, and and you, for whatever reason, I need to tell you that. And he looked at me, and he was <gasps> like, what are you? And I'm like, it's not me, it's the universe. <laughs> like, he was your like, mom. I think he fell in love with me right there. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> It was weird, and and I just I started laughing because it wasn't weird to me. Like looking back yeah. and telling the story, he he literally looked at me and was just like, "What are you?" And I'm like, "No, it's <laughs> it's just it's not me. It's this." It was so crazy because we were in another state, yeah, at a random place, and this guy was just like, "I have angels watching over me, and for whatever reason, I had to come tell you. Oh, like, why oh, I, wow. I had to come tell you." Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Oh, I love that it. Great? That is awesome. It's a beautiful thing just being able to have that. That that, like I said, like it's a new, for me, it's a new relationship, and mm-hmm. she's just in a different country. So yeah. Oh, it's so beautiful. You are a beautiful person inside and out. I am so happy that we got to speak, and I feel like I just feel like we're going to speak again. And yes, we are. And yes, you are too, Fern. You are too. You are adorable. And oh. I just, I love the work that you're doing. And I think that it's so important. And so thank you for, thank you for your time and for doing everything that you are, because it does touch people. And, you know, what are, what are we here for? Thank you. That means a lot. Thank you so much. You're awesome. And where can everybody find your awesomeness? Oh, <laughs> um, best. Best place is Universe Nudge, and um, yeah, it's Instagram, Universe Nudge. You can find the book there. You can connect with me. I do my best to respond to everyone, and I, you know, I love to, I love to connect with people. So at Universe Nudge. Perfect. I'll put that in the show notes, and I'll put a link to the book in the show notes too. Oh, um, thank you. Yeah, and and I'm just so happy that we talked because you're amazing. So you are too. You, you've made my weekend. Thank Aww. you. And definitely stay in touch. Thank you so much for listening to Signs from the Other Side. You can find me, Fern Rone, on all social media at Fern Rone, R-O-N-A-Y. I love hearing from you and I love hearing your stories of signs. And if you would like to hear more episodes of this show, please be sure to subscribe in Apple Podcasts and tell a friend. Please also don't forget to join my Facebook group, Believers in Signs. And if you're ever looking for something to read, check out Better in the Morning and Better Believe It. Thank you so much again for listening and sweet dreams. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 